Buenos dias from Big Creek. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 11th of August, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. Things are getting serious. On Monday the 8th, between shouts and swears, Maduro demanded the release of the plane held in Argentina and its crew. Maduro asked Argentina's support to make the release possible while accusing the U.S. of withholding the plane in Argentina. On the same day, the vice president of the United Socialist Party of Venezuela, Diosdado Cabello, accused Argentine President Alberto Fernandez of following the U.S. instructions of keeping the Venezuelan-Iranian plane, quote-unquote, kidnapped in Argentina. He also said that Fernandez is the only responsible party for what happened to the plane and its crew. You can check out Maduro's full speech in Spanish with the link in our show notes. Following this news, on Tuesday the 9th, Conviasa and Mtresur workers, Venezuela state companies to which the plane belongs to, marched peacefully through the main streets of Caracas in rejection of the, quote, Venezuela state theft assets, unquote. The march ended at the headquarters of the National Assembly, where thousands of Chavista citizens and workers demanded the return of the 31k ton of gold stored in England, the plane seized in Argentina, and the Citgo company located in the United States and now run by the opposition leader, Juan Guaido. On the same day, the president of the Indigenous Federation of Bolivar State, Álvaro Fernández joined the march to represent the native communities in the country, which are in favor of the assets being returned to Venezuela. The protests took place in International Day of World Indigenous Peoples. Next up, on Sunday the 7th, Petro was sworn in as Colombia's president and Maduro congratulated him via Twitter. He also called for re-establishment of relations between both countries. Speaking of Colombia, on Tuesday the 9th, under Maduro's directive, the defense minister, Padrino López, announced that he had started conversations with the Colombian defense to re-establish military relations. This is considered the first official contact with Petro's administration after his presidential inauguration. On Thursday the 4th, the president of the Chavista National Assembly, Jorge Rodríguez, announced that 17 people will be imprisoned for attempting to murder Maduro in 2018. Rodríguez also asked Petro's government to extradite former deputy Julio Borges and businessman Osman Delgado Taboski from Colombia. They are accused of being the intellectual authors of the 2018 attack. To date, only former opposition deputy Juan Requesens has been imprisoned and sentenced to eight years for conspiracy. Following this news on Thursday the 4th, in an interview for the EVTV Miami television channel, the former director of the Bolivarian National Intelligence Service, Christopher Figuera, accused the First Lady, Celia Flores, of prosecuting innocent people for the 2018 murder attempt. Figuera said that he informed Maduro and Flores of irregularities in the case and that there were innocent people among the name to which Flores replied, bad luck, let's continue with the judicial process, end quote. In other news, also on Thursday the 4th, Ombudsman Tarek William Saab issued an arrest warrant against the renowned Venezuelan journalist Carla Angola for, for inciting the assassination of Maduro. 
On Monday the 1st, on a television broadcast, Angola talked about the death of Al-Qaeda's head, Ayman al-Zawahiri, who died after the United States killed him in a drone strike. During the broadcast, Angola commented, quote, What are the Venezuelan people saying about this case on social media? They say, why doesn't the U.S. do the same with Maduro? Quote. Following this, the Supreme Court Justice of Venezuela accused her of inciting murder. However, Angola did not remain silent. On Saturday the 6th, in the EVTV show, Alo Buenas Noches, Angola spoke out about the arrest warrant calling it an quote, exercise of state terrorism by the uh, exercise of state terrorism by the Maduro regime and its prosecutor. End quote. The journalist said that the regime of Nicolas Maduro prosecutes Venezuelans who express an opinion against the government. Speaking of prosecution, the torture of political prisoners leaves trace on their victims. On Sunday the 7th, the human rights activist Tamara Suhu reported that former political prisoner Vasco da Costa suffered a stroke and now is in a coma. Da Costa had been charged with abetment and the legal manufacture of explosives in 2004. In 2018, he was accused of inciting murder. On social media, Vasco's sister claimed that the torture that her brother suffered during his last incarceration led to poor health. Vasco was last released in September 2020. While incarcerated, he had to deal with high blood pressure, eye cancer, and cellulitis, which nearly cost him a leg. On Tuesday the 9th, the National Assembly Commission that investigates crimes against Venezuelan migrants around the world reported that almost 5,000 Venezuelans have been murdered in the last decade. The president of the commission, Julio Chavez, shared the figures in a national broadcast. He also reported that most of the murders occurred in Latin American countries. He said that the commission had all the information related to the murders, such as the location and the victims' names. He says that the data opens the possibility of issuing a case before the International Criminal Court. On the 12th of July, a report submitted by the Regional Interagency Coordination Platform for Refugees and Migrants from Venezuela revealed that approximately 6 million people have left the country and over 5 million now live in Latin America and the Caribbean. In international news on Tuesday the 9th, Maduro and the newly elected Prime Minister of St. Kitts and Nevis, Terence Drew, had a, held a phone conversation to strengthen the ties between the two nations. Maduro congratulated Terence for his electoral victory this Sunday, the 7th. Both leaders agreed to implement the Petro Caribe and Alba TCP alliances for political, social, and economic collaboration. The ALBA-TCP, or Bolivarian Alliance for the Peoples of Our America, People's Trade Treaty, is an alliance found by Venezuela and Cuba that seeks cooperation between the countries of the Americas and the Caribbean through trade agreements. On the other hand, PetroCaribe is an oil alliance between the Caribbean countries and Venezuela based on a concessionary financial agreement that provides the country members cheaper hydrocarbon resources in exchange for service and goods. On Friday the 5th, the Minister of Energy and Energy Industries of Trinidad and Tobago, Stuart Young, met with Maduro in Caracas to resume talks on the Dragon Gas Pipeline creation. The Dragon Gas Pipeline is a project that consists of placing a 10.56-mile gas pipeline underwater to bring natural gas from Venezuela to Trinidad. 
Currently, the project has been suspended due to U.S. sanctions against Venezuela. In 2020, the Prime Minister of Trinidad and Tobago, Keith Rowley, emphasized his willingness to resume this project as soon as the sanctions lift. On Saturday the 6th, Venezuela sent 35 firefighters and 20 tons of supplies to Cuba to fight a, a fire caused by the explosion of oil tanks in the town of Matanzas. The Minister of Oil, Tarek El Aysami, reported on his Twitter account that the specialist firefighters and technicians who were sent are part of the state oil company PDVSA and said that they are fully trained to maneuver this disaster. Among the 20 tons of supplies are firefighting foam and chemical powder to stop the fuel blazes. The incident began Friday afternoon and left one dead that has not been identified, 121 injured, and 17 firefighters missing. Moving on, on Friday the 5th, Maduro announced that improvements and maintenance work will be carried out on water, gas, electricity, and, and telecommunication services. He entrusted the works to military officer Rodolfo Marco Torres, the former governor of Aragua State. In a national broadcast, Maduro said that the U.S. blockade and sanctions against Venezuela were the reason why, quote-unquote, the rest of the world did not want to sell the country what Venezuela needs for the maintenance of the services causing their deterioration. The president asked citizens to report any service irregularities on the VenApp mobile application. In sports, on Sunday the 7th, Venezuela won a silver medal in the U-12 Baseball World Cup, losing first place against the United States in the last match. The Americans outscored the national team by 10 runs to 2. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. So you have been listening to our updates and you still haven't recommended us to your friends? How do you sleep at night? Say hi at Venezuela at Rorschach.com or message us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela or Twitter at Rorschach underscore Ven. Hasta la próxima.